You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles' personal growth, and strengthen the dating experience. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions. So join us every week on Facebook Live where you can connect with us on air. Have a relationship question you want answered? Send us a direct message on Facebook Live or Instagram at AskTheMartins. Or you can visit us at AskTheMartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. Yeah, I, I think mean, I'm ready, just... babe. Let's just go ahead and start. So what happened was a couple of days ago, if you were in our IG stories, we were um, saying, hey, what kind of questions would you have for um, husbands, all men's panels, things like that, that we were um, going to be doing for our marriage conference covered con happening next Friday? Right. right. Well, um, a lot of you guys had questions from a individual or single person perspective. So we decided and we got voted. Uh, I think 95% of y'all said we should be answering relationship questions here that were from a singles perspective. So we got three easy questions um, that we are going to answer for you guys this evening. Here's the first question. So first question we had, and y'all forgive us because we have our podcast mics because we are recording this for our podcast. Yes, we are. Uh, First question we had was, what does it feel like to be ready for marriage? Um, Like, how did you know you were ready? I always like to let you do that answer because I think you do so well and I'll come in from the female's perspective. Okay, no problem. I think that when someone asks a question, uh, starting with what does it feel like, quote unquote, to be ready, um, they're looking for a, a feeling. They're looking for an emotional signal to say that this is the place I should be at this particular point in time. Right. And while, now understand, we're human. And because we're human, we have, um, we, we can't divorce ourselves from feeling or we can't divorce ourselves from emotion. Right. Right. But there, there has to be a level of logic behind it as well there has to be a level of thought behind it as well right it's not just about me being ready are they ready is everything lining up is there, and i'm not talking about the sun the moon the stars the mountain lining up <laughs> i'm talking about is everything lining up to what i see can happen right because it's not it can't be predicated upon a feeling because those feelings wax and wane as you move through a relationship the longer it gets the more boring a person actually end up becoming yeah right so wh- how do you know when you're ready first of all you're, you're checking the seat to make sure that they're ready. You're checking to make sure that you're both going the same place, the same time. You're equally yoked, if you will. And when I say equally yoked, um, what I mean is that you're going in the same direction with the same mission up on with this relationship and in life and that you're um, you're, you're, you're ready. Like there there might be some fear behind it, like some anxiety. Yeah. But there's no fear like this person is going to let me down or I'm going to just go ahead and do this and see what see what happens. It's not a crapshoot. It's a it's a very solid confidence in the person that you're with, even though you're anxious about the, the path that you're about to be on. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, OK. So how did you know that you was ready to marry me? I knew. <laughs> I knew, okay, <Can> so you please? <laughs> so this is live, so it, it, it's a little bit different. I don't get a chance to prepare for this. Okay, so the idea for for me, number one, I knew who I was. Right. I knew who I was as a man. I knew what I wanted as a man. I knew where I was going as a, as a man, and I knew what I didn't want. 
I knew who I didn't want and I knew where I wasn't going. So when I was presented, so, so me knowing me, me being settled in me, and I'm going to be honest with you, the reason why most women ask us questions is because most men already know what they want, so they don't have to ask us questions. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yep. And so I'm, I'm no exception to the rule. I knew what I wanted and I knew what I didn't want. And I just didn't want, you know, I didn't want to play around or do anything like that. So that's one thing, right? Yeah. So I knew me. I knew where I sat. I knew where I was. When I saw you or when I actually talked to you and we began to vibe on that level, we began to conversate and talk. And and I was like, OK, first of all, I identified who she was as a person. I identified her as a woman. I identified her as a wife. And then my next level of identification was, could she be my wife? Because just because somebody is good at something or good where they are or have been good for someone else doesn't mean they're going to be good for you. So I had to mm. I saw I defined that whether, you know, you were going to be good for me. Uh-huh. I'm going to do you like uh, Dr. Sean did us on Fox. Right. Like, right. hold on. You said we get an idea of what we want. But just because someone is good in that position does not mean they were good for us. Absolutely. Kenyon and I have been married before, so this is not our first marriage. Right. And one of the mistakes we made in the past was that somebody fit the description on paper and they looked like they were going to be good in that position, but they actually turned out not to be good for us. And I think before you decide to marry somebody, just because they look good, just because they sound good, just because they act good in that position does not mean they are going to be able to go with you where you're going in that same direction. So absolutely, definitely when you're talking about, am I ready to be married? Am I ready to, to go that extra mile in that distance with somebody? Make sure that they are prepared and equipped to go where you're going to. Absolutely. So I knew that you were a good woman. Now, does that mean that because I had all the butterflies and I had all the good feels and all that kind of stuff that I moved towards that? I mean, you was fine. I wanted you. I mean, there's all kinds of there's all kinds of uh, biological responses that's happening yes, when, I'm, when I'm connecting. But at the same time, I had to test this thing. So when, so getting back to on paper, who are you on paper? So we went through a little dating thing where we had where I presented questions. She had to answer and I answered them, too. And um, we lined everything up. Once I was in a place where I was like, I'm willing to do this again. Now, watch this. Yep. I'm, I said, I'm willing to do this again, mm -hmm. but I'm going to do it my way. Yep. You feel me? Because me and you were like, we were long distance at that time. And I was like, I'm not going nowhere. I'm not moving. I, I just, if I'm going to be your husband, you have to take me as is because this is where I'm going to be right now. Right. This is where that obviously changed because you do change because there are, you, as, as a man, you know, you just, you can't just live far away from your wife unless you're in the military, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. But my thing was, it was, I, I was definitive about where I was and what I wanted. That's, that's I have a question. Yeah. I have another question. On our post last week or a couple of weeks ago, yeah. you said a man who is simply looking to settle down is a man who is unsettled within himself. I like, Absolutely. You look good in your beanie, by the way. You look good, boy. <laughs> when you said that a man who is simply looking to settle down is yeah. a man unsettled within himself, what did you mean by that? Lord have mercy. And, you know, I saw somebody kind of kind of swipe that and then try to create Swipers? conversation around it. Uh-huh. Let me tell you something. When we men sit down, I mean, there are men who are made to be husbands. There are men who will tell you, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a husband. I'm, I like this kind of stuff. 
But generally, generally, when we set back and we say, oh, it's time for me to settle down and we sound like somebody's uncle. When we sit back and we say, "Is I well, I might as well settle down or, or, or the game is over. Or I, I guess it's time or I've kicked it enough. We know what that means. What we mean is, is that I have given all of my best. I have gotten all the good I can from all the world. Now I'm about to settle down. And usually a man who is about to settle down is about to settle for because he is really looking at his longevity um, in that life. You said uh, right. and, and what we call and what he thinks generally is masculine, a masculine life of being out there being uh, a player. and being, you know, and again, not all men are like this. You have to understand. But I don't I, I didn't use the word settle down. I don't settle down. I step up. That's just who I am. And if I wanted a wife, that means I wanted to be a husband. It wasn't like, okay, my, my, my player days is over. You know what I mean? I think it's a, it's, it's a graduation. It's not a, a um, retirement. Brother you feel said, me? I don't settle down. I step up. And I think right. it's, it's very important when you, as, as a woman, when you come across a man who is saying like, hey, I, now I'm just looking to settle down. You don't want somebody who has that mentality. You want somebody who says, I am now um, ready to be a husband. I'm ready to take on the responsibility of a wife, a household, to be a covering for somebody. You right. want someone definitive in who they are and what they want and where they're headed in life. If you have somebody that has no plan, has no structure about where they are, grounded where they are right there. Right. Um, if you have somebody that is just just wishy washy, swaying, has no plan for their lives, that's somebody who's simply looking to settle down, and they're probably looking to hitch a ride on your wagon. Right. If you have a guy just hanging up and like, oh man, here she come again. When I'm about to, when when we gonna get married, girl? Just give me some time. I'm trying to put this together, and they've been trying to put it together for the last three or four years. That's just not where they want to go. Yeah. And when they finally get there, it's like, ah, you got me. Mm-hmm. You got me. Yeah. You got. Remember when Martin was like, clank, clank, you got me. <laughs> you got me. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not like that. You don't, you don't got me. You, you get me. Yeah. That's what you get. I'm, I'm, you know, you, you're the, you're the gift as you're the gift and you're the prize, but I'm just as much as a prize as you, as a, as a, as a man, you get me. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And I think, um, one of the things that we always talk about Kenyon and myself about, when we were ready to be married, when we were ready to actually marry each other, we were a hundred percent open and honest about who we were and where we were. Right. We, number one, we healed from our baggage and then we made sure that we didn't go into another relationship, giving someone the responsibility to carry our baggage for us. I mean, that's very important to realize. And then we were able to unashamed lay our stuff out to each other and say, hey, this is what I've been through. This is what I've overcome. And this is where I'm headed. Can you deal with this? These are my triggers. These are the things that have hurt me. These are the things that it's going to be hard for me to deal with. Are you okay with that? Because as soon as you're able to lay all of that down in front of the right person, they are not going to run. As soon as you're able to be honest with yourself about who you are and what you want without feeling like you have to compromise to deal with another person or to see if somebody will love you and hope they will accept you. As soon as you throw that that away and you're able to lay that in front of somebody, 
that's when you're ready. Right, right, right. I, I wanted, I wanted to just throw something. You said once you lay some, lay that out for somebody, they're not going, and, and they don't run. Not they're not going to run, and they don't run. Right. She was just speaking real fast. Sorry, because the idea is, is that none of this is a silver bullet. None of this is a spell. None of this is like something that you throw in a pot and just hope that somebody falls in and acts right. It's, right. It's, it's your, it's, it's your, is your job, and we'll probably find this in another question. But it's your job to make sure that they're right. You know, if you're ready, that's one thing. If they're ready, perhaps not. You want to answer that? Yeah, we can go ahead and answer that. So she says, how long does a single mom need to allow herself to date? Question about that. Do you mean how long should you be dating someone before they meet your children? Or how long should you be dating before you get married? I'm just wondering kind of what that means. But Somebody said, what's the difference between potential and settling? How do you discern? First of all. First of all. Okay, go. <laughs> I don't know what you were going to say. Um potential you could be settling for potential the idea is is that you have to be sure with who you're with and who you're what you're dealing with some everybody has potential and you and and, and a nurturing woman uh, um, a visionary woman and a visionary man can see the potential in someone else but have you seen them do those things i think a lot of people really mess up this whole thing about discernment you think this discernment is supernatural you think discernment is, is, a feeling? is a feeling or you think that discernment is an angel or God or Jesus coming tapping you on your shoulder and saying that's the person. And the, the real thing is, is that in most translations and most places of translation regarding the word discernment, it, there's several different words, but most of the Greek words that I've seen and studied uh, mean to test, to see and to try. Right. So you're supposed to actually be looking at this person and watching them, testing them, seeing them, trying them, making sure that they are who they said that they are. Does that make sense? That's how you discern. And so then you look at their potential and see if they have acted in that potential or acted in the probability that they will repeat that on a consistent basis again and again. And that's how you discern whether they're the right person in those particular areas. Does that make sense? Yes. You said test to see and to try. That yes. is a Greek uh, That's a trend. It's a translation of several. There are several words that are used for discern and discerning in the Bible. Test uh, several Greek, but they translate into those three mostly, ninety percent of the time. Test, see, try. You are not testing, seeing, or trying sex while trying to discern who they are. The reason why is as soon as you have sex with somebody, your blinders go on and you can't see nothing but them. And they're so what they're pouring into you. Sex is not a part of the trying of, of the discernment process. <laughs> it is That's not a part of saying. the trial. No, somebody, man, it's a lot of questions coming. I through. know. Well, so she answered the question. She said, so how long before dating after a divorce? So go ahead. Okay. So the question is, is, is it's not, and, and I'm going to tell you guys like this. I do not uh, professionally. I do not like utilizing dates and timelines. The reason why is, is because we put a clock on ourselves and once that timeline hit, we let ourselves go without being accountable to where we are or who we are at any particular point in time, emotionally and mentally. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And so the idea is, is that what you want to do is you are you healed after that divorce? Have you gotten over the, the previous person? Are you still dealing with the whole um, 
uh, joint parenting situation? Are you still having a tug of war with them? Have you put that situation behind you as much as you can where you can have a normal life? And that's emotionally, mentally, and actually interactively between them. That's when you know that you're ready to begin to date after divorce. When you're not ready is when you're trying to fulfill, when you're trying to fill that um, that cold spot in the bed or when you're really trying to um, feel that. We have, um, we have the a tendency to want to fill an empty spot because just because you got divorced doesn't mean you're no longer a husband or a wife. Right. So we move from that and we end up rebounding into someone else's life. And then you end up hurting them or you end up getting hurt again or you end up being swindled and, you know, not being very discerning because you have a drive to be in a relationship. So you have to be careful of those things. Have you taken time out for you? Have you watched you? Have you looked at you? As there's no time limit, there's only the preparation that you do after the divorce. You heal, you learn, you make sure that everything is smooth, you make sure that your life can accommodate a new life and a new relationship. Make sense? Absolutely. Um, somebody asked, what's the difference? Sorry, nope. How do you approach online dating in this pandemic? Um, the same way you would approach online dating in any scenario, if there wasn't a pandemic going on right now, I think it's important that before you go into any kind of dating situation, you know what you want, you know who you are, and you know what you're looking for in a person. What are the qualifications? Since a lot of places are still sheltering in place, but they're starting to open up a little bit, even if the state's open and you are, you are allowed to go out and see each other, I would say at least try one virtual date of getting to know someone before you actually venture out into the public and risk your life anyway but before that spend time getting to know them um, we put some recommendations a few weeks ago up on online dating and kind of how to do quarantine dates you could do a virtual cooking class together get a meal cook it together on YouTube and talk about it as you prepare it watch a movie together do Netflix and chill dates apart so those sort of things do help but it's just it's how you approach dating in any situation discernment but also making sure that you're ready and making sure that you know what you want Physical attraction is very important. I'll say that. Yeah. And so I know that there is a need to get close to whomever we think or believe that we're attracted to. And there's a need to see what they look like in real life because we could be catfished or whatnot. Yes. But the idea is, is get to know them, get to know somebody, have questions, have questions to ask. You don't have to be all deep, just have consistent and continued conversation. And, um, and, and realize that this the, the pandemic can re- be a blessing in order to continue to keep you at bay, in order to create a level of discipline in you before yes. you jump in to the next phase of that thing. Absolutely. Uh, Robin asks, in your opinion, how long does it take for a man to know she's the one and propose generally? Um, which each man is, is going to be very different. Here's the reason why there are men who know the woman that they want to be with, um, but they're not actually prepared for her. So there will be a man who will, but there will be a man who say, I know that that's the one I want to be with, but I need to get these things done. They're not prepared for a family or they're not prepared to be in a relationship because they have other um, other plans as far as their professional uh, background or whatever the case may be. There is no time limit on that thing. Here's what you're looking for. You're not looking for how long it takes him to get there. You're looking for whether he makes it known to you. There will be a man who will make it known to you. Now, 
Let's be clear about this. Let's quantify this, making it known. Making it known to you is more than just words, okay? Mm -hmm. He will be moving closer to you. He'll be moving closer to that idea of you. He'll be moving closer to making room for you in his life. Um, that, That includes time spending time with you that includes talking to you that includes talking about you to other people so that you don't have to become a a sudden mystery person in his life with his mama or with his sisters or with his cousins or with his friends or whatever the case may be there are things that men do to let you know that he's interested in you and he's looking to spend a long term he's looking to be long term with you all right. Yeah, does that make sense? It does. And I think it's important because especially I know as women, it's easy for us to look at our friends, our family members or whatever and be like, well, they waited for this long and he proposed. So that means I should wait this long or they got married in three months. And so maybe it's going to happen in three months for me. It's very important to not use anyone else's timeline to um, apply to your situation. I think the most important thing that you should be doing while dating is number one, making sure that you both have aspirations to get married. And then you um, within yourself set up uh, uh, stages of, okay, where would I like to be going here, going there? Not forcing anyone into that situation, not forcing someone to propose, but it's saying, okay, if we're both on the path to getting married, but you see this person is still consistently leaving you to the side, hanging out with friends, not coming home, like not, you know, spending the night out, not, you know, coming around or calling you after days at a time, but they want to get married. Then that person is not going in a direction that says they want to be married. If they are constantly growing closer to you and meeting milestones to get to that place of marriage, then yes, you see that, but there's no time frame. It's all about evaluating who you're with and the goals that you both have set about what you want in that relationship. It's all a part of discernment. It's all a part of discernment. Now, brothers can discern real quick. <laughs> it don't but take long at it, all. It, doesn't, it really doesn't take long at all. Have you ever been listening to the Soul Ties podcast or Covered podcast and wish that you could have Kenyon or Takara in your back pocket to help you with something that you're going through right now? Well, we can't fit in your back pocket, but we can do the next best thing. We can be available to you directly, focusing up on your most immediate question or concern privately and right from the comfort of your own home. Introducing Ask the Martins Chat Cafe Coaching. Chat Cafe is an affordable chat room coaching experience that confidentially connects you directly to us in your time of need. Each one hour or less chat session is designed to focus on your most immediate and urgent questions. You know, the kinds of questions that you hear us answer all the time. Now you can get your questions answered directly and confidentially and without leaving your home. Ask the Martins Chat Cafe, the easy peasy coaching chat service. That's the next best thing to having Kenyon and Takara in your back pocket. Go to askthemartins.com for the chat cafe service. That's askthemartins.com and schedule your session today. All appointments are scheduled. First come, first serve. What's the next one? Um, Somebody said, how do you recover from a toxic relationship if you are currently with the person? You have to leave the person first. Nobody can heal from a burn in the midst of a fire. 
So you have to leave the person first. And how you handle that depends on the dynamic of the relationship. So we're, if you're married, we're not telling you you have to get a divorce. We will suggest counseling first. But if you're not married, you need to make some real life decisions. And you need to make some real upfront and honest. Be honest with yourself. If that person is toxic, understand we, we, we overuse the word toxic, mm -hmm. right? If that person is toxic to you, then that person is toxic for you. Then not only will you become toxic in and of yourself, but it's poisoning the way that you look at life. It's poisoning the way that you look at you. It's the poisoning the way that you are in a relationship and it's hurting you on a consistent basis. Living in that is a stress. Living in that will biologically, physically harm you. Living in that will mentally and emotionally harm you. Is your heart getting hard? Those are the things that you're looking at. And because they are a poison to you, a toxin mm. to you, now you have what's necessary to have to actually leave the environment or leave that area. Does that make sense? It does. And I think if you're still with the person and I, and I can only imagine if you're still with them, you're living with them. Um, I think make sure that if you are still living with somebody that you have a safe escape plan, if they're toxic, if there's someone that could become violent, have a plan of a place that you can go in order to get rid of them. Even if it's not a permanent breakup situation, I hope if it's abusive, I hope it would be. Um, but if you have a safe plan, a place to go to make sure that while you're healing, you're not going to be bothered. While you're healing, they're not going to be able to access you during that time. So, yeah, being with somebody and trying to heal from them, it doesn't really. Ooh, I like that question from Sexy Press. We're going to get to that, but let's get to the one before that first. I like that one. You like from sexy? I'm like, who's sexy? No, 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 no just no, the I'm name, not. baby. Just I know. the name. <laughs> uh, so somebody said, since I've been intentional about my healing journey, I'm noticing how toxic people are. How do I not lose hope that there's a healthy partner out there for me? Um, You don't. Here's the thing. Number one, you're going through a healing journey. So, you know, when someone is healing, and I don't know where you are in that journey. Uh-huh. But when someone is healing, let's just say you're healing from a wound, you're always going to be sensitive in that particular area. Mm -hmm. So with anyone, you're going to find you're going to be sensitive. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, you're all even though you're going through a healing journey doesn't mean that you're going to be 100 percent healed either. That means that there are going to be other people out there who are not going to be quite. They're not going to be soft perfect. and those, they're not going to be perfect and they're not going to be sensitive to those sensitive areas that you have until until you get to know them. Now, the good news is, is that your discernment is up because you are sensitive. Yeah. Right. So as you heal, another thing that's going to happen to you, I tell you, that's what this is what happened to me. Another thing that's going to happen to you as you heal is that you are going to draw other people different types of people to you because you're const you're constantly molding and being molded to reject certain types of people. Right. So you're not going to want to go to the same places or be around the same people for long. And that creates a new paradigm for you. That creates a new reality for you. And then you'll begin to walk in that reality. But it's going to take some time. See, as you heal, healing is not just about healing. Healing is also about transformation. 
and you have to transform. You have to evolve in order to enjoy an evolved lifestyle. Don't lose hope. Keep moving forward. That's how you do it. You keep moving forward. As you get better, you'll have better. Trust me. Yeah. And and it's really important to, to realize that um, just because someone is not good for you doesn't necessarily mean that they're toxic either. So um, as you're dating, as you're kind of getting out there and introducing yourself to new people and meeting new people, perhaps they just have uh, uh, sensitivities to areas that you have or you, you don't have or things like that. You're going to run into people more often than not that are not for you than those that are for you. And so I think you have to um, get into a mentality that says, if you're constantly elevating yourself, elevating your standards and really trying to be the best version of yourself, nine times out of 10, you're going to meet somebody who's not going to be for you. So you can go ahead and write them off. Um, what you say about standards, standards are meant to disqualify people. Standards are meant to disqualify people. But think about this. When you go to the grocery store and you're looking for that particular piece of fresh produce, or does any of them, you know, you, you might go through a few before you find the one that you want or the one that you find fresh or the one that meets your qualifications. Like watermelon. All of them aren't for you. So it's okay. The, the, the better you become, the more your strainer is, the more you're able to disqualify the unqualified. There you go. There you go. Miss Sexy Pressy says, do you believe you are what you attract? Uh, you wanted to answer this one, huh? I like that. And 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 I and I, and I and I like that because I believe it comes across in a wrong way. You are what you attract. So if you are toxic, you will attract toxic. If you are helpful and lovable, you're going to attract helpful and lovable. And I think it comes across in a in a wrong way and it makes people feel it it puts it's like victim blaming. It makes a person feel like they're at fault in who they are for who they attract. Yes. Right? Yes. So I want to say, I'm, I'm about to tell you this, and it's going to be confusing, but I'm going to break it down. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you believe that you are what you attract? Yes and no. What I mean by that is it's like a puzzle piece. Whatever shape you take, something that is going to be con complementary to that shape will try to fit in. For instance, when we look at the coronavirus, all right, and I'm just looking at I'm just looking at that just 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 in a real high level, please. I'm not a physician. So let's okay. just we're looking at the, the the shape, the crown. And what happens is, is on a cellular level, it fits into us cellularly and it begins to break us down. Because it fits, our body responds to it. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you can be super nice, super wonderful, super nurturing. But because someone who is a user fits, they may fit right there. And at first you will feel like you're fulfilled because of your nurturing nature until they use you up. Mm -hmm. They become a virus to you. Mm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. This is why discernment is so important. You have to be careful with who you are. Just because you're nice does not mean that you cannot be victimized. Go ahead. Uh, no, it's so good because um, I, I share this about my story a lot as far as how I grew up. Um, I grew up with a very traditional mother that was very submissive and did everything for my father, like ironed his clothes, daddy ate first, all that stuff. I went to a church that also, but was also very patriarchal and they basically beat submission 
proverbially beat it into us from a standpoint of how we should be towards church leadership, right? Flip that into somebody who's now going to get married. Because I have been taught to be submissive, because I have been taught to say, you know, the husband has the last say and that, you know, pretty much like I take care of my man and I learned how to cook, like all of that stuff. I was raised in a Pentecostal church to be a wife. You you hear me? And so what happened was I began to attract people who were very domineering, people who were very chauvinistic, people who were very abusive and toxic because I did not know how to recognize that everyone did not deserve or did not earn the right to have those aspects of me. I didn't have to prove anything to people. Nobody earned that. And so what I began to do was now just pour that out to people, even though they didn't deserve it. Pouring my niceness, my love out to people, even when they didn't deserve it. And guess what? Now you end up marrying that person and it's completely abusive and toxic. Did I marry who I was? I married who I was groomed to be. I married a, a certain type of person based upon the mentality that I was groomed up in. Did that mean that I was a broken person because I married them or because they were attracted to me? No, it meant that I had myself way too open to the wrong person without discerning who they were and if they would be able to appreciate the value that I brought as a wife. So don't necessarily take that as if you being a broken person Take it as, hey, there are some things about my thinking that could be broken that I need to fix so I make sure that I can block that wrong person trying to get in. I'm going to tell you all, I'm, I'm, let me, let me, I'm going to break this in and I'm going to tell you, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest problems with dating right now is that we got lazy and yes. that people got lazy. They believe that as works-based dating, they believe if they're a good person or they did the right things or they made the right moves that the other person would just come up and be right, right on time. And dating is not like that. It, you could be as great as you want to be. You can be raised as mm -hmm. a wife and still be bamboozled by a yes. faux husband. Thank you could be raised by oh, a, you could be raised to be a great husband and still be bamboozled by some faux wife. Yes. It's, it's, I think we have to do better about being accountable with our own lives. Um, and, Okay, I won't go any further. Let's just no, answer these go, questions. No, go, go, go. Keep this our show. Go. No. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's one thing that I realized from a biblical perspective that yeah. that um, that before a person was married, they were with their parent. Mm -hmm. and, and you hear, you see all the time, leave mother and father. But the idea is that mother and father were in some way, shape, form, or fashion responsible for making sure that the person who you were about to marry mm -hmm. met the same criteria that they did. Like that person could at least take care of you. Yep. And, and so what happens is, is that today we don't know that kind of connection we don't we don't have that kind of insight from somebody who already loves us yeah um or if we do have that kind of insight we're in a culture that says go forward go fast Follow your heart and go often right yeah and so the problem is is that we're not taking the time we're in we have such a microwave culture that we just don't take time mm -hmm. and it's and, and it makes us um either lazy or without patience in what we're looking for and what we're doing. It's like, it's like searching for gold or searching for diamonds. Yeah. And it's not, um, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. No, absolutely not. That's why so many get broken. Absolutely not. Okay. Somebody Sorry. said when connecting with someone, when reconnecting with someone and they ask, what do you want from them moving forward? 
what do you like what to say positively without being aggressive about it so here's the thing and this is what i really want you to get with that question you're saying what do i say positively without being aggressive about it what you're saying is really is how do i not how do i tell them the truth without scaring them away yes that's what i think and what you want to do is you want to tell them the truth if your truth is positive tell them your truth this is what i'm looking for this is what i'm looking for in a relationship this is what i would like in a relationship with you this is what i'm looking this is what i'm looking to accomplish but let's just see the thing is, is that you don't have to push them in a corner. All you have to do is say, this is where I'm at. Let's just see. Because if you give too much away, they could play right into it and they can act and be who you want them to be. You're already reconnecting. That means you're already um, you're already comfortable with who they are. And, right. And so because you're already comfortable, you're already in a moment. You're already focused and pointed in a particular type of way. Mm-hmm. So with that being this case, just, hey, listen, this is what I want in a relationship and might not be you. This is what I'm looking yes. for in you. I do like you. This is why this is what I see coming from you. But let's just see. Period. Yeah, there's nothing really else to say about that, um, except don't be ladies, ladies, especially do not be afraid of your truth. Do not be afraid of what you want. If it's going to scare somebody away, they weren't meant to be there. Um, Kim says, how soon is too soon to introduce someone to friends and family? That depends on which friends and which family. Um, as far as children is concerned, I'll let you answer that. But as far as the rest of the family, I mean, if you got a plus one at a at a dinner date, that's, that's, that's not an issue. Um, I think the reason why that's a big issue is because of what it means what when it you means. do introduce someone to friends and family. Children is a totally different aspect. So you deal with children totally differently. But when it comes to friends and family, if you need a plus one, hey, this is who I'm with. But you'd be like, hey, this is just who I'm with for right now. We're, 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 we're checking it out. You know, somebody put you to the side. It, it, it just there is no there is no timeline. It's just how comfortable you are. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think you said it right there. It really depends on what that means for you. Right. If meeting the family means that y'all taking it to the next step and that person believes that meeting the family means it's taking it to the next step, then make sure that you are not putting yourself in a position to be embarrassed by someone who doesn't want to take it to the next step. Like you've got to discern and vet that person. And if that means something big and you're trying to force that person into the next step, do not do it. Do not do not pass go. Wait until you both are in a position where you're mutually meeting families and you both understand the implications of what that means to you both okay um somebody said i want i think she's saying i want to get married but he doesn't and he's but he's saying he wants a child what type of commitment is that it's not he <laughs> want he wants i mean okay if, if we're to be honest he wants you committed without having to enjoy the fullness of the commitment that you want exactly so how you respond to that is this is not what i desire so don't do it um don't i mean come on uh, this is this old school don't get nailed down with a child that that's going to keep y'all connected because that's that's control you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. if you want to be a father then you're ready to be a husband okay Boom. and you must be ready to be a husband first all right so if you want to be my child's father you must be my husband first mm -hmm. okay have a position in my life first and then you can have a position in that life 
Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Don't it's, let it's it already trick you into a family like that. Yeah. Don't if that's not what you want, do not settle for that. I'm telling you right now, it will end badly for you because like Kenyon just said, for us, when we have a baby with someone, that is one of the most ultimate commitments and it will tie us to you for life. And then it means that we are going to put up with and deal with all sorts of stuff for the sake of the child. And he doesn't have to. He can up and leave and bounce and has no commitment whatsoever. Do not give up your autonomy and honestly, your your freedom in that relationship to walk away whenever you need to without now having the guilt of, okay, but what about my child in that? Don't do it. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Now we can't grow without you. So help spread the love, rate us, leave a review and share your favorite episodes. Do you have a question that you want us to answer? Well, just drop us a DM on Facebook or Instagram at AskTheMartins or visit AskTheMartins.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties podcast so that you won't miss your questions being answered or any future dope topics. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.